Now, what I find <clears throat> sad about that is that Jesus is the answer, and he is the way, and he can fix folks' lives. They don't want him. They'd rather deal with their problems. They'd rather make their problems worse, bigger, more disastrous, and then wind up going to hell and be totally annihilated in a lake of fire after they've burned for hundreds or thousands or maybe tens of thousands of years. And then they think, we're nuts. Somebody help me understand this. Aren't you glad that you love him? Just love him with all your heart. You want to live for him and be true and be simple? My. <clears throat> Let's uh, read in Revelation 22 if you would tonight. <clears throat> I've been coughing a little bit for the last couple of days, so I'm going to use this microphone right here to keep from busting y'all's eardrums whenever I do cough. So, <clears throat> y'all pray and we'll have church. And Amen. Amen. The, Lord will, the Lord will help us. <clears throat> Revelation 22, 12. And behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they might, <clears throat> may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Wow, what a wonderful, wonderful scripture. Let's pray together. Father, we love you so much tonight. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord Jesus, to be able to assemble ourselves together once again. To us, Lord, those who really love you, going to church is not a tradition. We do not consider going to church, church anity. It is obedience to your word. As a matter of fact, it is our joy. We love you so much, Father. Oh, we come sometimes and we get whipped and wore out and cut to pieces, but we enjoy putting the pieces back together again. We're just so happy to be your children, to be able to live in this day of evil and darkness and the Spirit of God has touched our hearts. We ask you tonight, Father, that you would help us move in the service, speak to our hearts, give us those things that we have need of. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. God bless you, saints. You may be seated. <clears throat> my, my, what a contrast between the world that we just read about and the world that we are currently living in. Think of that place where nobody struggles for peace, nobody struggles for health, nobody struggles for happiness, everybody that's, that's went beyond the curtain of time, and there's absolutely millions of them there that's now. All of them that are there, not one of them has been bored. Some of them have been there for thousands of years if we would measure time. They're not going anywhere. They're not looking <clears throat> to go anywhere else. They're not longing to be at another place or another 
another time. They're not having to struggle to have peace or joy or happiness or satisfaction. As far as health, they've had absolute perfect health ever since they was birthed into the theophany. Nobody's said a sad word to one another. Nobody's had a crossword. Nobody's been down, sad, weary, depressed, disappointed. Nobody's had a broken heart, a broken smile, a broken back, a broken toe. Nobody's been broken at all. And then look at the world worrying. Sometimes we have to struggle to keep a smile on our face. Sometimes we have to struggle to keep our head above the waters of life. There's so much sickness, there's so much trouble, there's so much despair all around us every day. <clears throat> and if we'll be honest, we know that we have to fight in order to be able to allow the peace of God to flow through our hearts. Now it's not that it's not here, and it's not that it's not real. But it's that Satan tries to be able to cut it off from us and cut off our supply as the people of God. But we know that it's there, it's just as great as it's ever been. And we know the Lord Jesus knew, of course, whenever he made this eternal life package and all of its policy, that it would sit together from the day of Pentecost right on down to the end time. He knew this last day would be horrible. He knew it would be dark. He knew it would absolutely be scary in, in several ways of looking at it. He knew that the things of the world would be so around us as the people of God, but he also knew he wouldn't have to come down to the end time and say, you know what, church? I forgot. I, I didn't realize it was going to be so bad in the end time. I'm going to have to kind of supplement your all's Holy Ghost because y'all's Holy Ghost, I, I can done see it right now. The Holy Ghost I give Peter, it ain't going to work for you all. Y'all going to have to have a mega dose, a Holy Ghost on steroids. No, the same Holy Ghost Peter got, it's the same one I got, it'll carry us all the way through. It ain't the lack of the Holy Ghost. It ain't the lack of anything that God's done. The lack is in our own hearts and our own lives. Is that right? Now, many times we know it's simply not because that we don't have it, but it's because that insect has eaten away all of these things that God has placed in our hearts. Brother Bram says it this way, that little old bug started eating on it and he ate all the joy away. Oh my. That little old bug started eating on it and he ate all the joy away. So apparently the joy had to be there and the joy was there by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But that little old bug, he started munching and a chomping and a eating and boy, he said, I'll tell you what, I'll get a hold of them holy rollers. I'll steal their joy. I'll steal their peace. I'll steal their desire to pray, to read the word, to go to the house of God and I'll start giving them all types of false things and I'll convince them that's real joy because it'll move on their emotions, it'll move on their feelings, it'll move on their mind and they'll think they're having so much fun they'll want to leave God a million miles behind. Well, you might as well say amen. A lot of folks have done that. But I'll tell you one thing, there's a lot that ain't, and there's a lot that ain't going to. I love the way David says this in Psalms chapter 5 verse 1. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice, and let them ever shout for joy. And I'll tell you one thing, when I found the meaning of this word today, I just about had me a cataclysmic, dynamic explosion of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and I've been sicker than a dog all day long, so I can't imagine what it had done to me if I'd have been feeling good. 
Let me just read to you what that word means. Let them ever shout for joy. Listen what it means. Antiquity, perpetual, old, of ancient time, long time of past, of future, always, continuous existence, indefinite, unending future, eternity. Well, praise God that apparently there's some folks that know how to shout so well. You know why? They shouted in the antiquity. Amen. They shouted before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. They shouted in the antiquity. It ain't just something we're doing now. It ain't just something we're going to do after a while. It's something we have already done in the mind of God when God slay the lamb we shouted right there in the mind of God because we were identified with him then well praise the Lord let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice let them ever shout for joy well, I imagine that's when you feel like it and probably times when you don't feel like it. Time when you don't feel like praying, you pray anyhow. Time when you don't feel like going to church, you go to church anyhow. And then when you get there, you don't sound like a bump on a pickle. Notice this, let them ever shout for joy because they feel good and their bills are paid and ever... That's not the reason we're rejoicing tonight. We're rejoicing because thou defendest them. Amen. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. Oh, Brother Donnie, I'm happy. Well, let your face know it, would you? Notice this, you know, David was quite a man, we know, and he had an explosion of the understanding of joy. He said, Psalm 35, 9, And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. Notice what we're rejoicing about. It's not that everything is doing good for us. It's not we're rejoicing, well, this is doing and that's good. We're rejoicing in him and what he has done. Not in you. Satan will beat you to death on a roller coaster if you rejoice just because of you and me and all your family's doing good. Out of our family ain't gonna do good. But if we're rejoicing in him, we can rejoice when they're in and when they're out when they shout or when they pout it don't make no difference because we're rejoicing in the Lord our God notice this in Psalm 63 5 my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Now that ain't old pooched out pouting lips. But joyful lips. Look what joyful means. Ringing cry. Shout for joy. So joyful lips are lips that have a ringing cry and a shout for joy. Psalms 95, 1, oh come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our 
our salvation. Wouldn't y'all just singing about that a while ago? To the rock of my salvation, this is what we make the joys to. Let us do it with holy enthusiasm. Let us do it with a real stirred up something on the inside of us. You imagine the children of Israel as they were standing there starving to death for a drink of water. And a prophet of God steps up there by the grace of God and obeys the word. And all of a sudden, out of a dry, barren rock, thousands and thousands of gallons of water come running out there. And they come up and said, well, ain't this nice? Oh, I'm so glad I've got a little, little drink. Well, praise God. I, I, I ain't going to die. Hallelujah. Or some of them might have nodded their heads, you know, because Moses smote the rock. And they sat there in church and nodded their head. I'm so glad. Now, you imagine they cut a little rusty around there, and they started shouting and dancing around. And then here David says the same thing. What if they could rejoice over a smitten rock? How much more prophetically can we rejoice over the rock Christ Jesus, which was smitten? that you and I might be redeemed. Not only that, he was smitten that I might have peace, that I might have joy, that in the middle of hell I can have a peace that passes understanding. Right in the last days of Laodicea, we can have a joy in our heart that will not shut up. The bubbling will not stop. The fountain will not cease. Do like this. Oh, Jesus. Could you spare a little for me tonight, Lord? Please, Jesus. I'm so thirsty, Lord. But I, I don't want to be selfish. I do. Y'all don't want yours? Push it this way. I need a touch tonight. I don't know about you. Maybe you got everything you need. I ain't got everything I need. I need more love. I need more peace. I need more power. I need more joy. Come on. I need healing in my body. I need some things. If you don't want yours, just shove it up this way. I'll take it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, come. Let us sing unto the Lord. And let us make a morning noise. Joyful, joyful, abounding with joy. Let us lift up our hands. Praise God. Let us lift up our voices. Let us make a joyful noise. Verse 2, let us come before the presence, his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms well praise God I love the way Brother Branham deals with this he said that's the whole lot what's the matter with the Branham Tabernacle because that unbelief the cares of the world <coughs> has bound the people until it cannot produce spiritual growth that's what's the matter with our nation that's what's the matter with our churches they have no joy and the joy of the Lord has departed this is one of the fruits that's going to be restored on the tree of life look we are getting now by the baptism of the Holy Ghost what we're going to have in full portion when we step in the city gates don't you understand the deposit of all these things that's yours now it's going to be of the fullness there you won't have to fight for it there but you will now but you're a fighter 
Notice I have no joy. And the joy of the Lord has departed. As was written one time in the scripture, the Hebrew word Ichabod, which means the presence of the Lord has departed. That's over our churches. Because we've left off the original foundation and placed ourselves into creeds and denominations and permitted the things of the world to dry up our experience with God. So guess what? Not God again, not the angels, and some of this you can't even blame on the devil. Some of y'all blame the devil for a bunch of trash, and you're the one who's guilty of it. You're as guilty as you can be. Well, the devil made me do it. He never done no such a thing. You done it yourself. Woo! Hallelujah. Notice this. Praise the Lord, he said, praise the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength, isn't it? That's our strength. That's how we live, is by the joy of the Lord that's in our midst. Well, can't you see why the devil would want to rob us of that? If that's how we live, you mean we don't live just by deep, great things? We don't just live by psychology? We don't just live by theology? We live by joy? My, my. Notice he said we're going to other places for pleasure. Instead of coming to the house of the Lord for pleasure. Oh, now you saints that love God, you know how you feel about coming to the house of God. It ain't like going to a dungeon. It ain't like going to the Tower of London. It ain't like going to the state penitentiary. Although some folks, when they come to church, you'd think they just was admitted to the state penitentiary. They got on striped clothes and all the rights have been taken away. They need to get the Holy Ghost. Get the Holy Ghost, my brother, sister. It places a joy down inside of your heart that passes understanding. It is joy unspeakable, the Bible says. Notice he says, we're going to other places for pleasure instead of coming to the house of the Lord. You mean there's actually pleasure in coming to church? The house of the Lord. I don't blame the devil for trying to keep you out of church. I blame you for listening. He's doing his job. He knows the value. He knows the importance of keeping you out of the house of God because it robs you of an element of your joy. And then the lower you get, the less you want to come to the house of God. The house of the Lord is the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is the joy of his people. He wants you to come to church and worship him and be happy and satisfied, giving praise and honor and glory and wish, oh my, and might and power to God. He wants you to do that. What if he wants me to? I'm gonna do it. If I have to do it by myself, if you all sit there and look at me, I'm gonna do it with all of my heart because he wants me to do that. Well, Donnie always knew he was a little crazy. Now I know y'all. Well, I'm glad you finally found out. 
Notice this. Ain't there no enough joy in the church? Why do you stay home on Wednesday night to watch television? Is there no joy in the church? No more? Nothing in your heart that longs to hear the word of God more than it likes to see we love Susie? Or ever what them things are you stay home to watch to see? What's the matter? The pastors, he said, never asked me to say this. I'm telling you the truth. What's the matter with the church? That's exactly what's wrong. Well, our people say, well, our pastor, our pastor, nothing. You line up with God and he will have to or he'll get out. So if I'm the problem, you all get up where you need to be and God will move me out and get you somebody that will lead you on. So what if I reverse it on you then? What if I'm where I need to be and you ain't where you are? Ah, come on now, saints. Don't get quiet on me. Mama, he said, let the church line up. That's right, just stay with the word. Have you lost all the joy? The gospel don't sound to you like it used to. There's something wrong if that love of God isn't above everything else that your heart, when that church bell rings, your heart just burns. Any of you saints that are filled with the Holy Ghost know even whenever you're on vacation somewhere and you can't go to the house of God, you start watching your watch about 6.30, quarter to 7, where Brother Louie, Brother Joel's up on the platform, Brother Aaron, they're up there reading a prayer request. I imagine Brother Harry, Brother Larry, and then they're getting on the instruments, everything getting ready. Why? Even though your body is in Disney World, your heart is in Godland. Because church is where we get the greatest amount of pleasure in our entire lives in the presence of God. Woo! Oh my. He said, but when the people want joy today, what do they do? The people, instead of accepting the joy of the Lord, Ah, they turn to sin for joy. People who go to church and claim they're servants of Christ, and when they get real nervous, they light up a cigarette. And when they want to have some fun, they stick on their immoral clothes and go out and cut the grass when men is going by to get them to whistle at them. Then they do everything to be popular. They want to look like the movie stars. That's their joy. Well, praise God. When Jesus said, I am glory, their sufficiency. The reason they do that because they don't want to drink from that fountain. They have turned it down. They don't want to drink from it. They join themselves to some kind of man-made system, some kind of a cistern that's full of all kinds of stagnated things that they can go like that. Oh my. Well, let's go to church. Oh really? Do we have to? Can't we go to, ain't there some kind of festival going on? 
You know, there's hot dog festivals, hamburger festivals. Uh, there's one over in Linville, North Carolina, and there's one over here. Boy, this is festival time. The fall. Everybody wants a fall fest. But I'd rather have a fall feast. I'm the unfighting body word of the Son of Man. Now, nothing wrong with eating and fellowship, but as long as you're eating the right stuff and fellowship with the right kind of people. But that's not where we get our joy. That's not where we bubble within us. That won't keep you on the time of storm. Oh, I tell you, I love this in this, the church's book. I know we've read it before. Have you ever noticed how the world gets into the spirit of things? that are in the world. They go to their ball games, their sporting events, and their dances. They enter into the spirit of it. So you pay $75 to watch somebody kick a pigskin down the one into the other back and forth, or whatever more at a tennis match, or baseball, or whatever it is, you have to pay to get in. Can you imagine the outrage if the deacons would have charged you an admission price to church? You're gonna get something more powerful, more better for you than all the football games, basketball games, baseball games in the world. You'll get more out of church in 10 minutes time than what you'd ever get, and it's free of charge. Supreme price that we could have it. It's greater than all of that put together. The people act like they're going to the salt mines. Ready to go to church? All right. Let's go, kids. Oh, mommy. Do we have to? He said, Brother Donnie, I don't know what in the world's wrong with my kids. I probably could help you with that. They're hearing a lot of that trash from your mouth. How can you expect your kids to go up faithful one to go to the house of God when you let everything in the world come between you and church? So they go in and they sit down and their team gets up and they kick a, you know, kick that football. And say, wow, did they just kick a field goal? Man, this is awesome. You mean we want it? Wow. That's incredible. Or some of them might go. The winner is so-and-so, so-and-so. Or now would you look at them and say, boy, they're really in it, ain't they? Man, look at them. And Carol broke today for lunch after my study, and we went over to Amigos, and you know how it is in a lot of the restaurants today. They got television screens everywhere, and there was some kind of football situation going on over there, and apparently somebody had made a touchdown or a field goal or something, and them people were standing up. They were screaming. They was hollering. They had pain all over their face. I never did figure out what they're supposed to look like, but they looked like something. They was a screaming and a jumping and a hollering, and the only 
reason they wasn't running was because there were so many thousands of people around them they couldn't get out but they jumped up and down oh my they waved their hands and I thought I wonder how many of them folks which are church going people no doubt some of them are and they sat there on Sunday morning This is a static church joy. Oh my God, I got so wild in church today. Was you wiping your eye? No, I was actually just scratching it. It was itching right there. If they saw me preach tonight, they'd say that man was an absolute idiot. That man is crazy. And you folks have clapped your hands. You've acted awful just so far. I kind of hope you grew worse. And yet they can stand out there and jump and scream and holler and they have to pay all of this money to get in. So you can imagine the cheerleaders come down at halftime and your side is losing. And they say, yay, yay, rah, rah. What was the rest of that? Rah, rah, re, was it re, re? No, I don't remember what that was. You, I don't. I'm going to house. And y'all sitting there, rev me up, help me, friends. You are not going to tell me tonight. There is not something about a spirit of a ball game. Some of y'all get the most ecstatic when your grandkids play. You dead as you can be when it comes to the house of God and one of your grand young'uns knock a ball out. Glory, oh, that's it, that's it, Junebug, run, Junebug. And look like a, I don't know what, when you come to the house of God, shame on us. Shame on us. If we would cheer on our granddaughter, our grandson, what about a man of God laboring in the word of the hour to preach us out of this world? So they go to the ball games, sporting events, dances. So somebody went to a dance tonight. Wanna dance? I'm in a bad mood. Oh, come on, smile a little bit. Get your hands off of me. Oh, why didn't you say that? You better shut your mouth. They make on a bit more dance than a five-legged mule. But get enough alcohol in them or enough buzz, and they'll get out there and make a complete idiot out of their self. Why? They entered into the spirit of the dance. They entered into the spirit of the ball game, and they scream and holler till their horse. How long has it been since you left church that way? No, I was in church. Oh, did they have the air conditioning down real cold? I screamed my voice box out. I 
was amen in that preacher man I was saying seek him boy go get him boy get him friends that's right God can tear his hide off but of course now 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 there's no need getting excited about all this after all this is just going to escape us thousands of years in hell there's no need to really get excited about it <laughs> notice this they don't sit there like wallflowers all dried up sticks how long you want me to say this I can say this way for a while They enter right into the field. Oh, praise God. Don't you understand that's what Satan wants to keep us from? The field of worship. The field of singing. The field of preaching. The field of church. Well, we just do it through the motions. They, notice who does it. They enter right into the field of things and become a part of things. Let's have my cover hands. I'm just happy to be in church. Try and shake somebody's hand. Let's give the Lord a hand. Good night. How many times do we have to do this until we're changed? Don't you understand what we want to do? We want to get you in the feel of things. If we don't, Satan will. Some of the biggest idiots you'll ever see in your life in the world are people who've said in message churches and backslid. They make bigger fools out of themselves than any other group. Well, praise God. They enter right into the field of things and become a part of things. But oh, how they hate the Christians for getting into the spirit of God's word. They call us fanatics and holy rollers. There's nothing they won't do to show their hatred and disapproval. Ignore that. That's bad enough whenever the people I hear do it. What makes it even worse is when it's so-called message believers. But ignore that. You can expect it knowing where it's coming from. This is good advice, isn't it? Just go on and get in the spirit of worship. Just go on and get in the spirit of worship. Our spirit is clean. It is fresh. It is real. It is. It is sober and serious, but nonetheless full of the joy of the Lord. The Christian.
nation ought to be just as. How many of y'all know what this word means? Few of you. The rest of you is fixing to find out. I blew a gasket this evening. I'd lay down and wrestle a little bit, honestly. I didn't get up to about a quarter to six. Exuberant, joyously unrestrained, and enthusiastic, extreme or excessive in degree. <laughs> So does I just describe you? Oh, somebody's afraid to move, ain't you? You're hung either way you go right here, friends. I mean, you might as well just admit it, you're hung. I thought, how many years have I read that word, Brother Terry, and never even thought to look it up? Joyously unrestrained and enthusiastic, extreme or excessive in degree. So now let's back up and read this again. The Christian ought to be just as excessive and extremely enthusiastic, unrestrained and full of his pleasure in the Lord as the world did when it savors and delights in its pleasures. Hallelujah. Both Christians and the world are human. Both have emotions. The difference is the Christian hearts and emotions are purely on the Lord of glory and his love while the world satisfies the flesh. So what do you enjoy doing? I go them old them old football games and soccer and uh, goof, I mean golf. And uh, I had a nine over 13 par, 75 minus, y'all can tell I already understand a lot about goofing, I mean golfing. Man, I was there the other day at the Cincinnati Red Stadium when they beat the fire of the Red Sox. I screamed, I hollered, I... And how do you act in church? Brother Donnie, I get some of my most blessed rest in church. Shame on you. And then we wonder why our children are out here doing all kinds of drugs and alcohol and all kinds of things in the world. Look at your own life. 
Look at your own joy. Look at your own exuberance. Are we expressing it toward that? Oh, we'd rather be somewhere else on Saturday night. We'd rather be somewhere else on Sunday morning. Man, I'm not getting no joy at a church. That ain't my fault. There's joy here. There's water here. There's food here. There's healing here. There's peace here. If you don't get it, don't blame it on Brother Louie. If you don't get it, don't blame it on the preachers. But the blame word belongs on your sorry self. Praise God. Notice this in possessing all things. He says the debt's already paid. Brother Branham, I wish I had joy. You can have it. You're just letting Satan rob you from the privileges that Christ died for. But Brother Donnie, we've got so many problems. I understand. I always thought when Preachers got my age that they entered into the time where everything slowed down. How dumb I was. Some asked not long ago, so are you about the age to retire? I said, I wish. I thought for a minute they said retirement, but they said retirement. <laughs> so, the trouble so much hard and everything so much more difficult and the power of God can't give us joy I refuse to live for him another day but you and I both know it ain't his fault it ain't the fault of the Bible it is not the fault of the message it is our fault Satan comes up with his little old gun and says, Hands up! I say, yes, sir, yes, sir. What do you want? What do you want? I'll give you everything. I'll give you my joy. I'll give you my peace. Don't shoot me. Please don't shoot me. It feels like a gun. It presses against the back of my nerves like a gun. So it robs you. You hand it all over to him. And then he says, Turn around. And he holds it in your face. And it's a water gun from Big Lots. <laughs> Remember, he's got a bow. No arrows. Even if he had a water gun, he ain't got no water. <laughs> Praise God. But of course, he done robbed us now. We don't want to cause a fuss. You need to grab that dude. I mean, grab him around the neck, slam him down on the belly, jump up on top of his back, and beat the fire out of him until the Holy Ghost comes and says, all right, Terry, let up, let up. But instead, we just walk away. <laughs> Get on Facebook, that old devil, bless his name. Oh, God, it's getting harder every day. I'm about ready to quit. What? I want you to pull out your armament. I want you to pull out every pack God gave you. I want some of you to show me a white surrender flag and everything God's given us. He's given us courage. He's given us hope. He's given us faith. He's given us power. He's given us the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, the word of God. But show me where he has given us a sign to wave to the devil and say, I give up, devil. 
Ephesians 5.19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now the Greek there actually to yourselves is in yourselves, which is a compound meaning, which means in your home, in your family, and also in your church. Psalms <laughs> indicate songs set to instrumental accompaniment. As does also the participle translated making melody, solonets, in your heart to the Lord. So much for not believing in stringed instruments in the New Testament. Melody is an agreeable succession of sounds. A succession so regulated and modulated as to please the ear. It differs from harmony in so much as melody is an agreeable succession of sounds by a single voice. Now some of y'all may not be able to carry a tune in the Lord, Becky, but I'll tell you what, when you're singing with all your heart to the Lord, he calls that beautiful music. Harmony consists in the accordance of different sounds. The word which he uses means to touch, twitch, pluck as the hair, the beard, and then to twitch a string or to twang it. So some of you that don't like my guitar playing, I'm twanging. To twang it as the string of a bow and then the string of an instrument of music. So see, we are professional twangers. We pick up our bow whenever we need to slice the devil's ear off and then we lay the bow back down and pick up a musical instrument when we need to shout about the victory we just won with our bow. Amen. And used in the sense of touching or playing lyre or a harp and then it denotes making music in general. To sing, perhaps using the idea of being accompanied with a lyre or a harp. The psalms and hymns and songs were to be sung so that the heart should be engaged. Oh. So you see, Paul was not talking about entertaining. Now we've come tonight to entertain you with all of our songs. Uh, you know what? Bill Gates and them wouldn't have made it in the New Testament. Now they will in this day because they're a bunch of actors and that's what people want. Well, come on, saints. You see, New Testament songs were not for the form of entertainment or professionalism. Pliny, the Roman historian, writes how the Christians in his time met in the early morning to sing hymns to one Christ. So notice what this heathen now took note of. They was not singing to one another. Well, I can, I can get higher than you. I can sing better than you. I've got more people who follow me on Facebook. Facebook. 
than you do. Well, I've got more people who click on me on YouTube. Well, I've probably got all of you beat, but that ain't nothing to brag about. So they were not doing it out of competition. They were not doing it in order to impress one another. But Pliny said they were singing their songs to one Christ. True apostolic Christians singing about one God, not three. You see, we are not to sing simply to our taste or just to our culture or merely to, merely to attract the interest or attention of others, but mainly as addressing God in praise and in communion. Notice in verse 20 he says, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I know some of you have a valiance soon as the preaching is over and I say let's stand or let's bow our heads some of you all burn a track as straight as you can go to that water fountain or the bathroom or wherever it is you're going oh you say well the word is over it's time to leave and who told you that I'll tell you who told you Satan When the word is preached, you know what time it is then? Time to worship. Time to sing. Time to praise. Notice this, Brother Bram said, don't you just love to worship? The messages sometimes are so cutting with the word. But then you know, after we've been corrected and stand guiltless in the presence of the Father, resting upon the grace of the Lord Jesus, I just love to raise my hands and worship him. Don't you like to do that? How many believes in that? Raise up your hands. Oh my. Just worship him in song. Is your bologna sandwich that important at home? Your Applebee's late lunch, late supper's calling you. This is what your master wants. This is what your husband wants. But your schedule is too busy. We need to readjust our schedule. Notice he said, I think after preaching, sometimes it's so rude and rough. Wow. <laughs> Sound like he'd been here a few times. So rude and rough. Then when we get through with that, you know, it scours you out. Then you just feel all cleaned out. All your sins are gone and confessed. You feel free. Oh, then I feel just like singing. Don't you? That's worship. Now come on, be honest. Sometimes you come in here and sit down in the pre-service and you've had everything in the world going through your mind. Maybe you made a mistake yesterday and you're still feeling with the guilt. You're dealing with this and that and the other and really in a frame of mind to worship. You ain't. But after the word comes and washes you, that's when you really get cleansed. That's when you really get free where you can worship. And what does Satan do? Well, let's go. Can I have a few more minutes of your valuable time? Now these messages are hard and strict and cutting. That's what the word of God is. Sharper than a two-edged sword. But when it's all over, 
See, the great Holy Spirit sitting in the building somewhere watching over angels. And then after it's all over, him spreading forth his arms. I wonder, friends, how many times we've walked out of those doors when I said, let's stand. And God had a blessing for you that night with your name on it. You, your burden was going to be lifted that you've been praying about for months. But you let the devil talk you out of it. Remember Brother Ben talking about a man that came into the service, come in on crutches, buried, he was able to make it in. And he said, he sat there in the service, sat there in the service, and he said, I watched him. That evil spirit come over on him, and he moved on the man. The man got up and went out. He said, he'll never be made well. Praise the Lord. Sometimes the Lord tries us to see, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Past nine. Past 11, 45, 12, 15. And now, Lord, don't encroach on my, on my deal now tomorrow, Lord. We're planning a picnic at, uh, up at uh, Rome Mountain State Park. God said, I've got a feast set for you at Happy Valley. You pick whichever one's most important to you. You're more worried about your hot dog at Rhododendron Park going up there to skip church altogether if I was you. But you know what? If you're really concerned about getting a blessing from God, then the most important thing is that. God, I've got needs. God, I've got issues. God, I've got problems. I'm going to show you I don't have nothing, nothing that's more important. The blessings begin to fall and we raise our arms to him. We worship him in the sweetness of the Holy Spirit. Does it do something to you? It just cleans you out. Gives you a new start. After the word's been preached, then you start worshiping and singing and it actually helps finish cleaning you out and that worship and praise and adoration actually gives you a new start. How many needs one every now and then? Notice he said, does it do something to you? It just cleans you out, gives you a new start, brings you back to the word. Wow. You love him. You know, after the message is cutting and everything, I like to hear the people get into the hymns and go to worship him. And singing in the spirit, there's nothing more prettier than good old singing. That's right. I love good old fashioned. Not them overtrained voices that hold till they're squeaking and turn blue in the face. Don't know what they're saying. I like somebody that maybe couldn't carry a tune in a basket, but he's got a Pentecostal blessing. Oh, now he's singing about. Oh, how glorious! Those melodious songs of the cross. Oh my. Joy. So you can sit and hear the word. You can be so intense. You can focus on every word I say or every minister, whoever it is. And then you get up and go out. And you say, I know it was the truth. I know it was the word. I needed something more than that. God, what's wrong? Saying, oh, you ain't elected. You ain't bride. You ain't this, that, and other. No. You simply got in a hurry. God was going to restart you when you started praising. Amen. 
go to the bathroom and come back I don't have a better problem with anybody that's got to go and they've got a need and they're sick or this or that or the other. But friend, when you go because you think you know more about church order than the word of God, I got a problem with you. Because you don't know how to worship God a bit more than I do. This is why we needed the word of God to tell us how to worship. Well, I thought everything come from the word. That's another reason why you need a pastor to be able to help you see all the things that God has in his word. Psalms ninety eight four, David said. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a quiet noise that is so quiet that it will not bother anyone. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a psalm, with trumpets and sound of coronet. Make a joyful noise before the Lord the King. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. Let the floods. Okay, so you don't want to clap your hands? Fine. God will make the flooding waters. You want Waltaga River clapping in your place? You want the Noah Chucky clapping in your place? Me either. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together. Joy. Joy. There's going to be a people leave this world, friend. Oh, I know some of you have got it in your mind. The bride's going to drag through the gate. I made it, Jesus. (laughs) That's not a victorious Christian. Uh, 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 Hide me, hide me. What's happening? Can I go down the streets and go, the devil is after me. Where do you get that at? In the Bible. This bride is going to leave this world in a blaze of glory. We're not going to barely hang on from Saturday night to Sunday morning. And then if we don't have church on Wednesday night, oh God, I'll backstop before Saturday night. Oh God, have mercy, I'll never make it. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you will make it. We're not going to barely make it by the skin of our teeth. He's already made it for us. We're letting the devil rob us. We've got our hands up. Oh, don't shoot me, devil. Don't shoot me, devil. You need to spin around his face and go, boom. I said, boom. 
Some of y'all boo, all right. Boo! <laughs> boo! Devil, if you got an iPhone, I'll text you. Where's our saints at Happy Valley? Men, women, boys, and girls. There's not a friend afraid to stand and say, Satan, you are defeated. <laughs> well, I can see why. That it's probably a good thing that I wouldn't feel enough to myself tonight. I'd have probably been really unbehaving. Praise God. Aren't you glad for the joy of the Lord? The peace of the Lord. I plan on by the grace of God walking into the paradise of God with tidbits and parcels of a down payment of the tree of life already blooming in me while I was here. Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness. Not wait until I get there. Right now. In the midst of trouble. In the midst of stress. In the midst of heartache. How many wants to go with me the same way? Need a doubt in my mind. I'm going to stand there that day. <clears throat> I'm going to look behind me. I'm going to see you. Y'all ain't going to fall through the gate the way I just fell through there either. You're going to be standing there victorious by the grace of God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, and the half has never yet been to everybody now. Oh, it is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory. We had been told Speakable and full of glory Full of glory Full of glory
a hand of praise tonight. Amen. Amen. Certainly enjoyed the word of the Lord this evening. Amen. Just be in prayer for Brother Donnie. Amen. Lord, just give him his strength back tonight. Amen. Let's sing that little song. As we're dismissed tonight, we've sang a lot. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. I think it's Keith G. Amen. You believe that tonight? Oh, this joy that I have, you know the world didn't give it to me. Oh, this joy that I have.